0: It's November 2nd of 2020, y'all. You better get out there and vote. It's the final countdown. The
1: final countdown. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed.
0: Welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back. For the penultimate episode of Utopia on Amazon Prime, I am very devastated right now. I'm still waiting for a word of a renewal. I am really sad that I will not have more episodes after next week to gobble up. I am depressed about it. I do not know what will console me. This is Season 1, Episode 7, Talking Hurts, written by Gillian Flynn, directed by J.D. Dillard. I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. It was some scenes where I was like, oh, I cannot watch this. But overall, I really liked the pace of it. I thought the humor was great. It featured two of my favorite songs. It was a gratifying hour of television. Let's go ahead and get into some light housekeeping before we jump into the recap. Just wanna let you know, we are a little behind by we, I mean me, (laughs) on 13 Reasons Why, uh, episodes five and six. I'm gonna try to get those done tonight. But tomorrow we should be back on track tuesday raised by wolves that'll be its day until the finale which will wrap up on the 24th then we'll have doom patrol on wednesdays the haunting of Blythe manor on thursdays until that wraps up on the 26th and then we have ratchet fridays i like that just saying those words that's what picked out that day Um, and then we have Vicariously Merlin on Saturday along with The Mandalorian, which that's going to give me all the feels to probably replace my Utopia feels. Then we'll be starting Star Trek Discovery Season 2 this month on the 16th. And then December is going to bring The Expanse and we will have one extra opening for uh for a show maybe possibly two so we will see how uh that tracks out look for the polls i think that's it if you ever want to send feedback that's blackgirlcouch at gmail.com for any of those series so moving on to the recap colleen tells michael that for some reason it's like colleen honey what's going on her knocking you out bruh is what's going on but she tells him to go to his laptop and open the folder that says fun because it's got a whole bunch of pictures (laughs) of murder porn that they have collected over the last two years or she has collected over the last two years or maybe they just downloaded it to his laptop it doesn't matter it doesn't look great it's blackmail Because either he can read this dossier that she memorized by heart. She worked really hard on that shit. Or (laughs) everyone is going to know that he has had four women and three boys murdered. So that he can get off on the pleasure of it. I did laugh out loud when she was dragging, marrying him. He was like, I thought I found love. (laughs) oh maybe that was a later scene where he just is like or she was like why do you think i married you you are my purpose he was taking it really well though i would have been a lot more angry thomas christie is handling the press while dad kevin watches from his house and gets another visit from arby who has his gun up and he's like no I'm gonna need you to do a whole ass twirl and take that rock out of your pocket but I don't even know why Kevin is doing this because if he had any intention of killing you I don't think him having a weapon (laughs) at his disposal would be a problem but he lets him back into the house he says we're back on the same team after yesterday's Violence. He was still giving him the side eye as Arby looked at the television screen. I got my eyes on you. But then he too is distracted by the fact that the Lily situation has spiraled absolutely and utterly out of control. This girl is on the news indicating that her father had an improper relationship with her and she is getting a healthy free start.
1: I want to break free.
0: Everyone's use of what the fuck in this episode was like perfect in intonations of the word. They all had different variations of meanings, and I love it because that is a word that is very, or a sentence that is very versatile so when Kevin says what the fuck in this moment he's just like how is this shit going so off the rails like we give these people his purpose and they are (laughs) like where did she come up with a whole rape story because that's the first thing (laughs) people are asking he's just like "I I don't understand like what the hell so he sends Arby to take care of that situation he says I trust your judgment which I believe ties into the fact that she is breathing at the end of this episode and Kevin is able to welcome her back at Arby's uh indication and he says we're the one that makes up the stories he was really indignant about that then Kevin Christie gonna say because he is a actual son of a bitch (laughs) that hey Arby you know the life that we gave you is a million times better than an actual real one. Oh no, he didn't. Then added insult to injury by having the audacity to toss this boy some raisins.
1: Fuck you.
0: Only people with no soul can do that. Michael is ruminating over the fact that this is the scene where she's dragging him. And he knew at 43, it was too good to be true, to find love. And she said, There are 10 million, 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 million particles in the universe that we can observe. Your mama took the ugly ones and put them into wonder. But he ain't even paying no attention to her sidebar conversation. He is narcissistically focusing on the fact that he is the victim and she has betrayed him. Like, you revealed all my fears. I told you everything, even my weaknesses. And she's like, Boo, that is general knowledge, which is why I was needed to put a leash on your ass and begin with. And I fixed your inadequacies with Viagra and now this vaccine. The harvest definitely indicates a group of people that not just Mr. Rabbit is a part of. And I think I kind of said that in my last podcast that I think there is. More than one rabbit. Now, there's probably a Mr. Rabbit, but I think that Mr. is very much misleading after we get some information in this episode, and we will get back to that in a moment. She then says, You work for them too, Boo Boo Cakes. At that moment, Jessica and crew ride up, and Jessica's gonna say, Wait in here, ignore the screens before she jumps through a window watching everyone call each other's name because you can see through the window he's on the phone giving the written statement she's over there knitting repeating the words she's coming around the corner with her gun he's got his hands up and then you see alice asks well is that the person that's responsible for killing my mom we think so she runs into the house grant says alice (laughs) grant gets out becky says grant becky gets out ian says becky and Wilson's in the car like she told us to stay in the fucking car (laughs) like y'all can't follow directions for shit (laughs) thought it was adorably hilarious so then they're all in the house when she's pointing a gun and Colleen notices that they are both in danger and she's like who the fuck are you something strange I know I need some home training, but that is literally the first thing (laughs) that popped in my head when I saw them. (laughs) Made me laugh for a whole 45 minutes. Lily is doing everything a maybe 12 year old child would be doing, discovering herself as a person and a woman at the same time, saying she is a beautiful young girl, kissing the wall with lipstick when Arby shows up, kind of threateningly. She immediately was like, "I ain't say nothing about home, like that's that's the part I know that is the most <laughs> most important part of this conversation." However, he's like, "No, I need to know why you keep actually talking." We then move to Thomas Christie, who comes in and gives Dad good news that Operation Fund has been deployed. Kevin Christie hates his son, and I need for thomas to understand that he is this close from being actually not just disinherited disowned like probably killed off because he's like as soon as he said you ready for some good news he's like okay uh uh-huh tell me tell me i'm waiting then he gets over there and when he says you've deployed operation fun he's like oh so that just means your dale plan failed okay um so what is your game plan there (laughs) he's like no 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 it's good because after the vaccine ships we'll give him the full anthrax treatment via suicide in his lab due to his lack of recognition and colleen is the one that had him committed we find out as well and kevin is like okay okay we can work with that Good that you had a good plan because I really needed you to have a good idea. And Thomas definitely had a look, like, what did that mean? And I'm like, I think it meant exactly like you have been literally fucking up the entire time. You're not stepping up to the plate, even a little bit. Lily apologizes to Arby for the fact that she has been diarrhea of the mouth and just making up all types of shit. But explains she'd rather likes being a person that isn't rehearsed or told what to say. And she didn't die a martyr, which was her purpose. So now she's decided that she's going to make her own purpose. She's full of endless possibilities as a pretty young girl. And Arby's like, so you like the world? She's like, I love the world. I'm
2: a bobby girl in the bobby.
0: She said, Arby, the world is so big. Let me uh, give you this thing called Pepsi. Jessica with a gun on Michael has him searched for the, the bark that makes him Mr. Rabbit while his wife is tied up. And there's nothing to indicate that he is Mr. Rabbit. Even when Ian has to check in the front and the back, <laughs> Ian's like, he's not Mr. Rabbit. She's like, hold my gun, like a girl, like a, we would say, hold my purse. (laughs) I was about to say, like a girl, but hey, guys have purses too. She said, Colleen, I know you got a paring knife because you look like someone who has a paring knife. And slashes Michael's eye before he's like, nah, it's that bitch over there that you need to be worried about. He started screaming out words like, I was sent to the hospital for anxiety and that chick over there is talking about i was her purpose so i think maybe you need to address all of this torture in her direction so jessica does begin to give her the dahlia treatment then uh does some additional threatening before she thinks she's just a housewife but then the two tussle as she breaks free at one point she was strangling her with alice's braid which was funny before Colleen got one up on Jessica and Alice is the only one screaming like, um, maybe somebody should help her. But then she takes the gun from Ian, who's just holding it. I mean, I can understand the other ones being a little useless, even though y'all could at least looked around or, uh, had a moment of attempting to look around for a weapon. But Ian, you had one. And Alice takes the gun and shoots her. Dead to rights, killing her. And Jess got up like, oh, you family now? I'm really proud of you. Back at Lily's, drinking Pepsi and eating a lot of junk food. Did you see she had an actual whole ass chicken in the oven and it was just spinning around? Surmises Arby will kill her eventually if they tell her to. And he shrugs like maybe, but she's like, stop playing. You know, you do what the company tells you to do. And she's doing what's best for her. When he asked, you used to do the same thing. She's like, I decided that Dr. Christie is not going to live forever. And he is not the only person that can give me a purpose. I have given myself a new purpose. To step up in the void and to be a leader offering solace and her knowledge. I guess all of (laughs) whatever in the coming of what is the next chapter which is interesting that she would say so and i'm starting to think that these kids are genetically engineered because arby says well first he asks you know do you think he loved you and she says well i think that was the most efficient way that he could help me find my purpose (laughs) basically no he did not uh love me whatsoever but he did pretend And Arby says, well, I don't mind that they made him because she also asked or he asked, can you forgive them? And he wonders that himself because he says, I don't like that they made me a monster and every child needs love, I think. They really was coming from my guts in these scenes. This one and the latter scene with Jessica definitely had me in my emotions arby decides to change his name he will no longer be arby he is john and she asks well what's your plan and i love how cute she was just sipping on her pepsi like these are serious things that they're talking about but they're there's an innocence about them and when you learn that they have been taught to be brave and resilient and really good people it explains their personalities it's like a snowball and giving it an automatic weapon it, it's a snowball it easily melts when it doesn't have the ak-47 and it's frozen paul he said he's going to bring her back and then she takes another sip like a cat brings home a mouse which is a terrible metaphor or analogy terrible meaning you know for her and then he says i think you're a bird and shows her a golden bird and i thought that was sweet because she wants to soar with her own agency and he recognizes that jessica ridiculously makes michael put his hand full of this glass concocted torture mitt (laughs) before eventually conceding that he isn't mr rabbit but he needs to look at some comic pages first Ian is upstairs cleaning up Alice who has been through more traumatic experiences that she is beyond scarred for life she is pretty much gonna be on skid row (laughs) like where we saw um who was it oh damn it armistice that is where Alice is heading that's where Grant's heading to if they manage to stay together with this group maybe just maybe they'll have somewhat of a future if Ian and Becky decides to adopt them and that's literally the best chance they have but (laughs) she has watched her mom be executed she's taken out somebody Ian tells her that doing something silly makes him feel better when he is sad because he is sad a lot as well she rebuttals with a very serious line of killing that lady made me temporarily happy but now I feel worse so Grant says let's play bouncy house on the bed and that makes her laugh and when Ian hears the scream of actual reality happening downstairs he uh turns on some music and that's my jam my daughter was like oh that's my song I said get out of here this is not your tv show (laughs) and he joins them on the bed via torture mike is able to decipher some missed clues in utopia like the fact that homeland is the fbi agent and i'm like y'all really didn't put that shit together and that (laughs) home i don't think it's homeland i think it's actually home and i think that's going to be the twist in the end because i was thinking homeland and home sound awfully (laughs) similar I don't know what it means, but I don't think it's great for Jessica. And that it's his virus that is in the eye of the rabbit that is in a straitjacket. And he says, I know how the virus is being spread. He's like, I, I understand you want to continue to torture me for information, but I'm at the point where I want to go ahead and willingly give it up. And so he shows them the laptop where all of the places that this uh this road show with bunnies has gone people have been getting infected with the flu and he has all of the details and he's like don't worry we can stop it let's go to the bathroom they make hazmat suits out of some shower curtains uh more shower curtains i think than (laughs) <laughs> Than was actually in his shower, but I digress. And then Jessica seems to be making some breathing mass out of Red Bulls. While Wilson uses his time to bitch and moan with his bedazzled uh, W.I. patch about Americanism. And while I totally understand as a minority how it feels to be talking about Americanism, but also one needs to acknowledge their own hypocrisy... <laughs> and reference and and by that i mean you would have no problems in that mansion bruh you were nice and comfy so you don't get to come to another man's actual house and be like well why do you have all this stuff why do you have a fucking um dungeon in your basement you don't judge me i don't judge you there are some things we could talk about that disgust us about ourselves that's fine but you ain't gonna act like you ain't a part of that dilemma I mean, if you wanted to lose, uh, move somewhere else. You had had plenty of time to do it, and you clearly ain't attached to shit. So you could have made your way wherever you thought would be better. Anyhow, um, supersonic was great, but let me tell y'all: when "Word Up" by Cameo came on. don't understand that was my jam that was my jam i was getting it the whole time i was like oh w oh, you know a song is good when you be singing all of the melodies and dillies i was getting it the whole scene afterwards was great it benefited from that song as they go to The Chicago place with the little bunny zoo. They uh, put a gun to a teenager who legit quit in that moment. Then they go in, gasoline up the place, shoot all the bunnies. Then set the place ablaze before walking away, taking only one. Loved it. Arby takes Lily home, ringing a bell thrice when a bell answers thrice. And a kid, that same kid that was giving that real sad look, emerges and takes lily away who says that he is home and disappointed Arby tells lily to do what they say and she says but that's not my purpose he says girl pretend time to learn the art of lying kevin in a beautiful shot of a gazebo like i was all over that is it a gazebo or gazebo no it's gazebo i think i used to say gazebo (laughs) Kevin reveals a lot more of a sinister side speaking to Lily, saying, no, 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 what was your purpose? The purpose here was to raise children like humans should be, without race, violence, crime, all that bullshit you keep trying to tell yourself, and that special ones get a special purpose, which she was supposed to be a martyr. She tries to say, but I ain't get to actually die. But he says that is not what i want to hear and she says i endangered home and he wonders what to do with you and that's how the scene ends jessica gets bit by the rabbit in the car and i don't think that's good because it's infected with the virus right and she very casually asked mike once they get to his lab like when is it fatal he's like 24 hours <laughs> And while they're testing, Becky decides to get the munchies and gets two side-eyes for that. And I'm like, it's been a crazy-ass week. So, yes.
1: I'll have two number nines, a number nine large,
0: a number six with extra dip, a number seven, two number 45s, one with cheese, and a large soda while Becky is at the vending machine like uh why is there no snacks in here Jess wonders why one would want to live as she doesn't think of a reason to want to continue living as nothing good comes next in her life she knows that they're close to answers and revenge and she wants that but what comes after that she wonders and she can't start living a happy life because she doesn't think that is for her She said, it is 2020 and people are everywhere. But Becky tells her, look, people are nice, some of them anyway. And she says, they look at their phones, take pictures of themselves and look at the pictures. And I'm like, you need to stop judging us right now. she said it is called creating memories (laughs) ma'am then she says well then you get old and see now and you don't remember shit so i really don't see the whole point of this whole living thing because she's really considering just dying after she gets her revenge and her answers and becky says that it isn't always trouble sometimes it's nice and there are the small moments that happen that make it all the more uh, worthwhile and you have this small moment happening as Jessica is searching through her bag this entire time looking for a snack for Becky she's learning to be or learning to care about someone else and that's very poignant moment and a very learning moment for her then rest her head on her shoulder and as Shirley would say oh that was nice mike finally gets his results and says "Uh uh-oh becky says i didn't kill a whole bunch of bunnies for uh uh-oh and he says i don't know what's killing the kids but it is not my virus which means my vaccine will not work i don't understand and then they realize that this has all been set up by kevin christie it's not his vaccine that's going to be carrying anything they need to find out more Jess shoots the bunny and declares that kevin christie is mr rabbit (laughs) they declare that he has a murder weapon in the vaccine because according to now i don't know why we keep listening to um to wilson when he has been oh for like four okay maybe i'm exaggerating but he was pretty damn sure that mike was mr rabbit and he is wrong so why do they think that there's a murder weapon in this vaccine clearly there's something in there but there's nothing to say it is something lethal because we just heard them talking about overpopulation that's something they were actually teaching well of course they probably don't know that but if you are trying to outthink mr rabbit i think you need to be a little bit more open-minded about what you think is occurring instead of jumping to conclusions And you clearly have missed some clues in Utopia, so I think that there needs to be some questions every time Wilson says, I think this is it. Like, okay, yeah, but it could also be. I would just like that to be something they incorporate into the show. Or maybe it's because I find Wilson to be the most useless character in the show. I mean, even though Ian is a straight up wuss, he at least can entertain the children. (laughs) <laughs> you have not done jack shit grant has pulled his weight yes you had your eyes scooped out but you should have went to starbucks with everybody damn else <laughs> talking about you don't like coffee what the fuck is wrong with you so they then declared that um homeland is milner and that's the person that they should call and i'm like i still think she's home but that's where they stop next Christy goes on TV and talks about the vaccines that are to ship that night and parades Charlotte before the cameras but she is under guard now. She says she needs to focus on her mental health. Milner once they get there and she only takes Wilson maybe because they needed something for him to do. A lot of people like his character. I don't see why but Milner claims to be Jessica's father father's partner that they worked together in the biological crime unit he worked on some of her cases she says that mr rabbit stole her father's groundbreaking work and then they were gone her and uh her father and that all she had left was the blanket and this sounds a little too much even though she was disappointed by her reaction to the blanket i do think like because she was trying to make a personal connection like i've been searching for you all this time well you ain't searched hard enough i mean he was in the home did you not did you not find him there i don't know there was just nothing about this that didn't make me suspicious i don't give a fuck about that blanket (laughs) however when they're like kevin christie is your man she says no he's a good person and i'm like sis you didn't even entertain the idea that christy is behind anything when he is literally front page news on everything that is current in the news right now <laughs> the outbreak the subsequent vaccine this all started around the Sempro shit like there's enough to at least build a case or make a phone call but now i think she's a villain or her mother it could be anything at this point Back at the house, Ian is eating ice cream with the children. And he's like, where did you guys go? And Becky's like, so we killed some bunnies. We set fire to the place. We went to the lab. um, How's the ice cream? Mike covers up wifey. Uh, Oh, and Jessica adds, we're about to go to a place and destroy some vaccines. Just then, they hear a knock on the door or actually the doorbell rings and guess who is at their front porch duct taped up from (laughs) mouth all the way down to the ankles none other than one kevin christie but the best part was arby or i'm sorry john in the bushes chuckling like he was santa claus nobody Like me. that is how the episode ended I cannot wait for this finale but it's also bittersweet enough moping let's get into the feedback If you want to send feedback, you can send it via audio, or you can send it in written format to couch at gmail.com. Audio needs to be 10 minutes and under. First up is Mimi with her thoughts on the episode.
2: What up, Cena? It's Mimi uh, sending some feedback for Utopia Season 1, Episode 7. Now, I have no idea where this falls into the calendar, but... I could not wait, so here I am. <laughs> I watched this. Um, I think it was a couple days ago. Maybe it was Wednesday. Um, I just, I, I wanted, I just needed to watch it. Um, I told myself I would only do one a week, but I didn't say I wasn't gonna do it early because I need to know how this ends. So I'm definitely gonna wa- watch the last episode sometime next week. I didn't even see this on the calendar, so I'm probably gonna be. A week ahead of y'all because I, I I just can't it's only one one episode left and after this one I need to know how this ends so let's go on with this feedback I we could start with uh, Mike and his crazy ass wife Colleen like that has got to mess with his mind to know that the only person that was willing to marry him was planted like that sucks I felt so bad for him when that whole story came out and this heifer talking about she's some housewife i'm just a regular housewife she just cut your whole lip and you didn't scream you didn't say i don't know what you're doing i don't know what's happening you weren't scared come on now i was like she's not acting like a, a regular housewife reciting over and over again your story like come on now she could have done a better job than that i will say that they're the them fighting skills that home be teaching they really be they really be training these folks um because she was giving jessica a a good ass whooping (laughs) jessica was getting her butt whooped and if it wasn't for allison i don't know that she would have she would have won because the rest of them fools was just in there gawking and staring like oh my god (laughs) jessica's losing and jessica's like help or not jessica allison was like somebody help and nobody did anything poor poor allison is she she looks like she's the youngest and she had to shoot him and I was like yeah this night she probably felt good in like the like as she pulled the trigger but I knew afterwards she wasn't gonna do well um I will say it was a very pleasant surprise that Ian was so good with kids because I guess I assumed that it would be Becky that would be the one that like comforted Allison but it was Ian and he did a really good job that the those scene when they were jumping on the bed and singing that was super cute um I loved it um and I will say it was a very strange turn of events with Lily and her raggedy behind talking about her dad and her had a strange relationship like he sexually assaulted her I was like why is she saying that she is a mess now I know she was trying to get attention I just don't know what her end game was um, and I gotta say, I thought it was so spectacular that her conversation that her and Arby had because they clearly knew each other. Like they sound like she grew up with him and she knew him, knew him. And she was like, You ever taste taste Pepsi? Like that was so cute. The way he was sitting there eating all that stuff, that was magnificent. And I don't know if this was like the final straw or he had already like completely broke off at that point. He was just biding his time. But that whole scene with him and Lily was really good. I'm not going to lie, though. I, when he walked in the house, I was like, finally, this bitch is going to be shut up because she was getting on my last nerve. I got to I got to be honest with you. Seeing her die was going to be spectacular. And I was here for it. But this is the one time you want a body to drop and one does not. It's like Uther. Like, can he die, please? Is Lily going to die? No, of course not. Why would they? <laughs> the The evil trash never dies. Um, I'm sure Chrissy's not going to get got like we think. And I have this like strange feeling that Dr. Christy isn't Mr. Rabbit. And I have no proof of that. But I just I feel like he's not. I'm still going to say maybe he is Jessica's dad. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I know he said that, you know, Thomas is his only biological child, but I don't know. And I was really getting the impression that the what is that woman's name, the agent, was gonna end up being Jessica's mom, but it sounds like she wasn't, but they were she was in a relationship with her dad. Well then that my theory's blown because she knows Dr. Christie and she said he's a good man. Hmm. Never mind, scratch that. But I still don't think he's maybe he's not the Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Rabbit, the one that we're like thinking about. Maybe he's just a little piece. Because it has to be more to it than what we we're just seeing i just i i don't know why i just have this nagging feeling that we're missing something and it's I feel like it's something obvious in our face but we're missing it can we talk about them suits that they made though out of the the shower curtains? those is dope and i would buy them and i would wear them like for real the hat suit it should look dope <laughs> um what else do i want to talk about i would like to talk about um Wilson and his little Ted talk to himself in the kitchen talking about all the stuff that that Mike Dr. Mike had like why why are you so mad about it though like maybe he likes to cook maybe he likes to have special um type of equipment to make specific certain things like why are you so angry about it I don't know why but when he was in the kitchen on his rant he sounded crazy as hell and I really thought in that moment, we were watching Wilson about to lose his shit. I thought he was going to, like, go postal and start shooting people. I don't know why, but that's where my mind went. I also wrote down what um, Lily said about her definition, or when she recited the the reason home was started, to raise kids how humans should be. And Dr. Christie went on further to say, like, no racism, no sexism. I mean, I guess that's a good concept you know these people have purpose and I do feel like not having a purpose can be a really devastating issue and not knowing your purpose can cause some people some mental instability but I just like when you're so blinded by your purpose that that's all you see like you're turning into a sacrificial lamb is that good I I don't know I I can't say that it's bad because overpopulation will definitely become an issue at some point and if we're starting to have limited resources because there's so many children without parents, that can be an issue. So I get it. I just I don't know. I feel like this last episode we're going to see is going to give us the answers that I'm so desperately trying to to comprehend in my mind. You, you know, I can't see past what they give us, but I just have this nagging feeling that there's something that I'm missing that's important something that we've seen already that but I'm just not comprehending it I have no idea I don't know um and then I want to talk about Jessica Jessica she got she was bit or scratched or something by that rabbit right with whatever that disease is so I feel like he said it should manifest symptoms within 24 hours so if she doesn't have symptoms then we can find we'll we can determine that maybe she is immune and that's why she's so special and they want her Um, And then can we talk about that scene with uh, Becky and Jessica? I don't know why but when she (laughs) was digging through that backpack when uh, Becky wanted some snacks and she was talking to her about life and all that stuff. I don't know where I thought it was going, but I was all about the ending. She laid her head on Becky's shoulder. That was so sweet. I was like, I didn't even know she was capable of being tender because the last, (laughs) last time we saw them interact was when she, oh, I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to talk about this. I, I guess I, it never occurred to me that maybe people didn't know what they were trying to do, but in the episode before when Jessica cut that hole in, um, Becky's neck and then put that funnel she's trying to make a trach (laughs) that's not how you would do it they usually use like a straw or like some type of some type of something with a small hole in it your trach is in between the your a trachea is what it is like uh outer trach is what they would do I don't know if you ever seen those people that had like throat cancer from smoking and they have that little voice thing like that a lot of them have those trachs because basically their lungs aren't working right anymore so that's how they breathe <laughs> um they it's supposed to be it's it's in between your like uh like where your collarbone is it's like a certain amount of fingers length um your chin and then in, in there like a, it's a certain amount of centimeters shit I don't remember um but you you don't she wasn't supposed to cut deep like if you cut too deep you're gonna cut through it and that's gonna defeat the purpose you need to just cut a small hole in it so she cut deep enough and she cut in the right place but it was probably (laughs) the funnel that was too heavy and the the it was it wasn't enough of a um I guess it wasn't enough opening to actually do anything but like I mean technically Becky was dead already so Jessica didn't kill her she just didn't help. <laughs> she was trying to help her breathe um, when someone is, but like the thing that I just couldn't comprehend was why she thought that was necessary instead of just jumping straight to CPR. Like you don't go from someone, you know, having a cold blue, oh, let's trach them. <laughs> That's not what you do. She didn't have a collapse long. She, it wasn't anything overtly obvious that would make me like as a nurse with a, an education and such things, it's like, oh, my God, she needs to be trained. No, the first step would have been, oh, my God, she stopped breathing and her heart stopped. Let's start compressions. <laughs> That's what she should have done. But clearly none of them fools know any kind of medical anything. And why they look to Jessica is still beyond me. So I, I just want to wanted to tell you that because I forgot to bring that up the last uh, in, in like our little chat about it. But the last thing I wanted to talk about was because of that interaction that we saw between Jessica and Becky and after she came back alive and she like patted her (laughs) on the back, she just didn't seem like she knew how to like interact with other human beings. So I just really enjoyed this interaction. Like she really cares for Becky. I just think she just isn't very familiar with how to show her emotions and I will be happy to see their relationship develop. Um, because I do think that Becky's a really nice person, and I wish they would talk about the fact that she died last episode and now she's alive. Like we just don't pretend like that didn't happen. All this time we're thinking that you know maybe Jessica has some type of immunity, maybe Becky has something spectacular going on too, and maybe since she died and came back, maybe her deals is no longer an issue. I don't know, but I guess we'll find out in this last episode. And I'm really sad that this is the last one. So <sighs> I'm. Really, I'm just devastated that it's not a ten episode season, but all I know is they better renew this and they better tell me soon because I need answers. Um so that's it for me. So I'm gonna end it here. Um until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, Queen of the Couch, Mimi Me Out.
0: That was my booski on feedback for our penultimate episode. So a few things. I think you're on the right track that I don't trust uh, Milner as far as I can throw her. And I think you may be also on the right track that she also may be, I don't know, like maybe to her, Mr. Rabbit, like I think she's Mr. Rabbit, like the Mr. Rabbit. And I think that Christy with Christy Labs may be doing some stuff and things. Um, and I also think that, the father i think they did really work together because i always try to piece together the story they told me and then try to flip it so this is my running theory until proven wrong next episode (laughs) is that her and her their dad they work together but maybe like the dad is a twin of christy or christy herself i don't even care which one at this point um or it could just be another random person we don't know who it is but they worked together and then they had the baby or at least she decided to become a surrogate mother to jessica one or the other but then like christy kevin christy maybe screwed them over on something and that is the reason why um, she's like doing her thing away from him because you're saying he's a good person you know him you're an fbi agent how the fuck you know kevin christy like, it's not as if every FBI agent in a crime biological unit happens to know every scientist in the world. That seems odd, especially on a personal level. I don't trust that shit. Not one bit. Not one bit. So I think you're right. Um, Mimi, sometimes though... In the night I- I'm over here dying. Like, well, we is overpopulated. Maybe they should do some shit. <laughs> Just know, Mimi's on the side of the villain, y'all. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> She's like, well, maybe we could get some of these folks out of here. It's too many Trump supporters in the world. Maybe if they, we can get them to stop making some babies. <laughs> why not because that rainbow idea sounds like a good thing and people don't have purpose clearly so yeah maybe maybe this utopia idea is something she could work with however (laughs) liberal-minded people like myself um would argue that to be given a purpose is not the same as you giving yourself a purpose. Like that's why I didn't hate the Lily character because during all of this time she's been a puppet. She's been a thing. She's been what someone else's idea of their of her worth in this world um, has been. And then once she's freed from that and not only that she didn't even get to do the one thing in which she had uh, been living for. In the absence of that, you either have, and I'm glad they explore those two things um, in this episode, where you have Jessica. Like, okay, I have my purpose because that's her purpose, right? She's trying to find uh, Mr. Rabbit, and it answers. Then what? What is? What comes after that purpose? You have to be able to define your own life, define what its worth is to the world. No one else should give you that idea or make that your your goal make that what you're living is supposed to be and then you see that most of them have not even lived think about arby he's never even given a name um he's not a person he's a a chess piece to the people who are giving the purposes thus it's not actual free will it is a cult it is um manipulation at a early childhood um developmental period in which yeah who's to say arby wanted to be a killer he didn't want to kill kids clearly when he did it it fucked him up and now he has this type of self-loathing in the way i think jessica deals with self-loathing herself that was double antagonist or not unti- y'all know what i was saying anyway <laughs> so yeah I think that that's where I would uh sidebar on that like yeah it sounds nice on paper but in reality unfortunately humans are sloppy messy creatures in which we need to war with each other that is our base instinct we are animals whether we are more sophisticated animals that we got the right nutrition to make our brains grow in which we had the a much more capable power of reasoning and it's that reasoning that makes us live in houses and pay bills and cars but let's be real we've all been given in a certain way our purpose and we have to also define our purpose because you know we have to work to put food on the table we don't want to work some of us would rather just sit on our ass all day Some of us choose to sit on our ass all day and live off the government. There are choices you make and then there's things that exist in which you don't have free will. So yeah, your purpose is to get a job, but your free will comes in where you can choose what kind of job you want to get. It's a, it's a push and pull with life, which is why it's so flawed and why in how Becky was saying, you gotta have to carve out your own utopia, and only you can tell yourself what that looks like. So off that soapbox, I'm laughing on the fact that she be rocking them shower curtains like that. She gonna step in the room like, You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. I'm so done with you. I'm so done. You be in there all by yourself, girl i know you in the onesies i am too but not that kind not that kind i did not want some fruit on me like that no thank you but yes the last point she did say lily that is arby i've known you my whole life <laughs> but then she said something like i've known you forever my whole entire life she thinks that's forever she's like 17 18 years old and Arby has to be around 30 so yeah she's known him since she was a baby I thought that was a funny little statement but also to your point of she's known Arby for a really long time so that is what Mimi has to say let's keep on trotting along and hear what Shy has to say
1: hey Christina it's me Shy I am here to talk about Utopia episode 7 um, Very sad that this is the penultimate episode. So we only got one more left before this journey comes to an end. I am, along with you and Mimi, in the sentiment that there better be a season two of this one. Because I feel like, even though in this one, in this episode, they were laying down the groundwork, giving us information and all that stuff about home... Um, and, you know, they link up with Stearns, the group link, links up with him. Um, so we get more information there. We get, um, you know, more pieces to the puzzle, uh, figured out for the gang. I still feel like the finale is not going to resolve everything. Cause that's still a lot of questions to be answered. Um, even for um, this finale because and, and even though we got answers to the questions somewhat in this episode I just don't think that everything is going to be resolved um, in the finale and we're going to be left with a cliffhanger to get us set us up for season two so those are My thoughts on that, and that's my story, I'm sticking to it, that we are going to get a season two. Um, But for this one, yeah, even though there was a lot of information provided, the gang got together with Stearns. We found out more about how his disease was planned, that he was obviously set up years and years and years prior to um, everything going down and so just like I was saying before I said in another, my other feedback it's like Christy is playing chess while everybody else is (laughs) playing checkers he's already steps ahead he's already planned out a lot of what's been going on Um, he's put you know, different pieces in place in this case, you know, getting Colleen involved with Stearns and them eventually getting married and, you know, her manipulating him on what he ended up doing um, regarding the virus and going to, well, I don't think, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know if that, that they I don't think they intended for him to go to St. Louis but obviously they were able to um use that opportunity to or did they? I mean, that's the other thing. Like they must have known because they had the Charlotte Lily um situation um set up for that. I mean, Lily was talking about how that was her purpose to be a martyr so that was always the plan for one of them to be infected by the virus and for Stearns to... yeah so that was always the plan so this is very interesting so for the most part the bodies dropped in this one was bunnies <laughs> I'm like well no don't kill the bunnies but they killed the bunnies and like damn they shot the bunnies So not just, you know, but I guess that was humane instead of having them tortured to death in a fire. So that was as humane as as it can be with them, you know, killing them. But it was necessary, unfortunately, with them being infected with this virus and then that virus infecting children and killing children. So um, in essence, you know, Christy technically killed these rabbits that's how I see it anyways so I'm very curious as to what Arby and Lily's plan is going forward with Lily going back to the harvest going back to the home and you know being a puppet in that way for Christy I know there's a ultimate plan that they have in mind um, so that should be interesting to find out and is it me or do y'all feel like Milner is involved in this I'm getting the I'm my thoughts went to the idea that maybe she's Mr. Rabbit or Miss Rabbit and that is not Christy that is her because she was really dismissive of jessica and wilson when they were talking to her about their suspicions and what's going on i mean she was not even willing to entertain it which i thought was weird um i mean, at least look into it no one i mean they don't know who mr rabbit is and so why couldn't it be um christy i mean he's developing this vaccine just like she said so you know He's developing his vaccine. He's going to end up profiting um, from this virus. And so, I don't know. I just felt that was strange how you know quick she was to dismiss everything. And so, that's what raised my suspicions about her. I could be dead wrong, but that's the line of thinking that I'm going with right now. We see that Jessica gets pricked by one of the rabbits so now she's obviously infected so I can see the finale is gonna be about um, finding out a way to get the cure for her the vaccine for her as well there was a little touching moment between her and Becky which I felt was interesting that they would show that once we realized that Jessica was infected um as if they want us to have some empathy or sympathy for her character soften her up a bit in our eyes so that you know we can be invested in you know her surviving this ordeal so i found that interesting you know i was i had the feeling that alice was gonna shoot colleen because when she was standing next to ian who had the gun and jessica and colleen were fighting something told me that alice was gonna was gonna do something drastic and sure enough she just had that vibe about her throughout this you know throughout the episode Like while in the car and then while they were in the house she just seemed like she wasn't all there like she's about to do something you know crazy and sure enough She (laughs) grabbed a gun from Ian and shot the girl, shot the woman. So not only did she see her mom get killed, but now she's killed someone. So that'll be interesting to see the effects that that's going to have on her. We start to see it, you know, in the next scene with her saying it felt good in the moment. But now she's, you know feels worse grant is trying to cheer her up so um yeah this um it's i'm just gonna i'm just wondering where all of them where they're going with all of them once this is supposedly resolved which again is why i'm thinking i just can't see it being resolved in the next episode that this is going to be a cliffhanger to whatever they're supposed to do Whatever they're going to find out in the finale is going to, you know, roll over to season two. And I'm going to be pissed if there is no season two and they leave us hanging like that. So, yeah, because um, I definitely don't think everything is going to get um, figured out in the next episode. But we do find out more about home, which is basically an orphanage where um, Christy is trying to create his version of Utopia. Um. by pr- programming kids brainwashing these kids to act a certain way to be a certain way in the meantime ridding society of the pl- real plague in his eyes of people that are tainted by um, <laughs> the world I guess um, so yeah I that's my take on it at least um very curious about who jessica's dad is because i can't imagine who it could be um i mean i don't think it's christy but um i'm like there's no other older male that we seen um this season that we can point to so maybe he hasn't been seen yet um so far this season so that's interesting well we have rb dropping off christy at the end to jessica so i'm curious as to why he did that which i'm sure we will get the answer to that to that in the finale but i thought that was weird um so And again, that's another reason why I'm like suspicious on whether or not he is Mr. Rabbit. Because it just seems so obvious. And with this show, with there being so many twists and turns and crazy things happening, the fact that he would be Mr. Rabbit just seems like such an obvious choice. And so that's what makes me think that maybe he's not it. And it's somebody else. Maybe Jessica's dad is Mr. Rabbit. Or again, Milner. So those are my two theories. Either Jessica's dad or Milner. But I'm leaning more towards Milner. But anyway, on that note, I will wrap it up and call it a day. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That is Queen
0: Shy with her thoughts on the episode. It looks like we are all in the same accord. We all think that that it's going to be the twist at the end. That she's going to be Mr. Rabbit, Milner. I think that is a safe bet. I'm still, and no one has made any commentary. Although, thank you, Shy, for explaining to me. Or not Shy, Mimi, for explaining to me about the trachea thing. I forgot to mention that. But... um no one said anything about my multiple there's multiple rabbits and there's one mr rabbit i think that is is more of the hierarchy and i think there might be some infighting going on i don't know he looked awfully comfortable on that porch and that was the first time that i ever saw christy as being threatening is when he was talking to uh to one of the children's like even with arby he has much more of a delicate manner whereas in the one scene we saw him in this episode it was the first indication I got okay like other than his actions like this person is more than just the placid guy you know doing the heartless things like there is fire behind him somewhere so it could be also that there is no side uh no and there is mr rabbit in which he may have made himself mr rabbit maybe he stole exactly as the the story goes he stole information and then the 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 twist is we're setting him up to be mr rabbit when in fact milner is mr rabbit now i liked your idea of maybe the mom and dad or at least the dad may not be a good person i mean clearly he made all these diseases we listened to Artemis, artemis and she said that you know he was very sad about all of the diseases that he made and he was depressed about it but i mean i think there's a big question mark as you stated about exactly what it what were the dad's intentions uh what how is he just someone who's being held captive and you know what is Jessica's role in this clearly she's not beloved as she thought she was but clearly she still needed I don't think it's because to force her father to do something I think it's because she is the the thing in which may be special and I think Mimi even brought it up That maybe we'll see if she manifests any symptoms in the next episode to having the virus. If that is something, uh, uh, a good indication of us knowing maybe what's going to go down. I don't know. I don't know. But I suspect we are going to get the answers (laughs) for it. Um, I too will be throwing a major rage fit. I think there's way more to be discussed in this series. I don't think we've even scratched the surface on exactly what's going on here. And I think Jillian Flynn said she had about three or four seasons planned out. Usually, writers do do that. They'll be like, Yeah, I need to know how this uh, begins, the middle, and they definitely have a tendency to know the end. So, yeah, I definitely think we're touching the tip of the iceberg and that there's so much more to be had. And I think it's a lot more sleuthing. And that's what I think to your question. What's Arby's whole plan here? I think he needs he knows that home is not as escapable as you would think, right? He's part of the harvest. Clearly, if you're one of the their whatever projects, a part of their harvest that you belong to that cult you know you're either going to be eliminated that's the only way in blood in blood out (laughs) so I think he knows he can't just dip off but I think he also gave himself a new purpose in this episode and I think at the end of the episode is when we get the reveal of what his new purpose is and that's to help Jessica hide of course that's me surmising that I believe that's what his choice was by dropping off Kevin Christie and why he was so giddy about it because he finally made an independent decision and he now knows what he wants to do who he wants to be at least who he plans to protect or assist in that role and you see in that comic that was kind of a thing that was going on like you're we made you a monster and there was a gun to Jessica's head I still don't get what's what's up with that um, <laughs> with the, the fact that they even had a bang, like it feels as if she was tortured, not loved at all by her parents. And I think that may be the twist, Shy, that her parents are in fact the villains of this story and that the villains just have villains. <laughs> like there's Dr. Christie who's a villain, but then there's the villains of Dr. Christie so very interesting but he was home so that would indicate that they're all at least working together at this point i don't know but i do think there's way more to the backstory and yeah that's what i think he wanted her to do like no we got to do some sleuthing we need to do some undercover brother type of work so we cannot have you um you know otherwise i'm gonna have to kill you so he was basically saving her life by bringing her back and he was telling her you need to pretend you need to like i'm glad that you want to do this role in the future and now that you want to do that role awesome great i'm going to get you back in where you're not going to die and then okay you can soar like a bird <laughs> you know next uh next chapter once we we take care of what we need to take care of because christy needs to take down but if there's one up for mr Christie, then yeah There's that. So, that is it for our feedback. I'm kind of like sad. We're no longer talking about the show. But I do need to get to 13 Reasons Why. And I just looked at my Patreon poll. Sorry, I got very distracted. Rick and Morty is going head-to-head with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I do not want to watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't like that show. Some people like it. I'm just, ugh. But they're ahead by two points. And I'm going to need like um to get this whole going <laughs> like no choose ricky morning all right that's some side note business of my own again if you want to send feedback blackoutcouch at gmail.com for finale. you can also uh find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found until next time peace hair grease and Black Girl Magic listen to some cameo on the way out.